Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk Podcast. Glad you could join us here on your Friday, Saturday, whenever you listen to this. This is another episode of Weekend Prep. We're excited to get into the episode today. It's just going to be me today, so it's just going to be a little bit of a different episode. Sam was unable to record today um, due to some scheduling conflicts, so... It's just going to be me today, so it's going to be a diff- bit of a different style episode. Um, you won't, we won't have Sam's lovely input that he gives us every single week that we appreciate, but nevertheless, we're getting another episode of Weekend Prep recorded for you today. Just ahead of week 14 in the NFL, I tell you what, it's going to be another great week in the NFL. I just went through and uh, wrote down the schedule for this weekend, and there's a lot of games that I'm really excited about this weekend that we'll get into as well, we'll talk a little bit of, of college football. There's not uh, a whole lot of college football games uh, of significance this weekend. You could say uh, not a lot of shuffling could go on in terms of who's getting into conference championship games in terms of Power Five. Now, uh, Group of Five, there's a few, um, but there is um, there's no real big uh, conference conference games, uh, Power Five conference games that, that are of note this weekend. Obviously, IU-Purdue canceled. The famous old Oak and Bucket game has been canceled. Ohio State-Michigan has been canceled. Texas A&M and Old Miss has been postponed. Cincinnati and Tulsa has been postponed. So a lot of ranked teams in Oklahoma and West Virginia canceled as well. So a lot of big schools getting their games postponed or canceled this weekend. I think the, the biggest game to get canceled – are the biggest games, rather, is Ohio State, Michigan, and, and Indiana and Purdue, just because of the storied rivalry, but because of the fact that Ohio State really needed that game to get in the Big Ten championship game. Now they're going to get in anyways because the Big Ten changed the rules uh, earlier. I think it was Wednesday when, when the league met. They decided, well, we're going we're gonna to accommodate Ohio State, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but again, it's 2020. The rules literally change by the day. I mean, the Big Ten wasn't even supposed to have a season at this point. So, I mean, I guess you, you got to take your victories when you can get them. It sucks for IU fans like me uh, that wanted to see IU play for a Big Ten championship game. But at the end of the day, it just, it just didn't happen. They changed the rules. And, you know, honestly, IU fans, we had the chance to beat Ohio State, uh, they did, and they didn't, which you, you, you lost by seven, which is absolutely respectable, and you're going to get you're gonna get put in a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, it's looking like the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl right now. That is, like, that's, that's the most important game, I think, of Tom Allen's coaching um, tenure at, at IU. He's, he's obviously coached in bowl games before the Gator Bowl last year. That – you know, they, they ended up losing there in the last couple of minutes. But IU has been, has been you know, ready for a bowl win since I think they've won since the 90s or something crazy like that. So it's going to be the biggest game for Tom Allen in his IU coaching career. You've put together a great team with one loss. You've beaten what, three top 25 teams, I believe, or when you played in there, top 25 teams. Um, and you kept it really close against Ohio State. So. It's the most important game for him. Last year was an important bowl game. Uh, you, you know, you were seven and five going in there, or eight and four going in there, rather. Uh, come out eight and five, 
but he really needs a bull win to kind of kind of put IU on the map in terms of, hey, this is a team that we're going to need to watch out for next year and in the coming years and, and you know, really prove it to themselves, you know, that Tom Allen has got it figured out down there in Bloomington because I really think he has uh, and go get a, a bull win. It's looking like you're going to play USC. So, um, you know, obviously a big powerhouse that day is playing really good football this year. Uh, so it's going to be a, a big game for, for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers uh, coming out of that bowl game. Obviously, you're not playing this weekend. It would have been nice if they would have shuffled around and, you know, IU uh, hosts Ohio State or something just for fun. Um, and, you know, maybe you make that as a, uh, you know, win to get into the Big Ten championship game. But they didn't, and IU won't play until the bowl game, most likely on uh, January 2nd. Another uh, team from Indiana with a big game this weekend is Ball State, my current uh, school of enrollment. Big game against Western Michigan this weekend. It's, uh, it's a week where all of the uh, indie, indie media outlets have discovered that Ball State is playing well this season, um, and they're playing to get into the MAC championship game, playing for the MAC West division title. Against Western Michigan, it's going to be a great game. It is going to rain cats and dogs the entire game. I will be in attendance. Sam, uh, who obviously is normally on the podcast with me uh, each and every week, he's going to be there. I think it's going to be a blast to to watch this team play. They've been playing really well, um, and, and they've got that mindset, I think, down. And, and they were frustrated last season, obviously finishing 5-7, and seven, not where you wanted to be. Um, and I think if you win and get to the MAC championship game, you're going to a bowl game. Uh, because there is a limited number of bowls this year. There has been, I think, six or seven bowls that have been canceled. I don't think any of them have been replaced. So it's going to, you know, you're going to have to be on the pecking order to get into a bowl game this year. Um, And I think making a conference championship game, you don't have to win, but I think making it will secure you a bowl game. Uh, So, yeah, coming up this Saturday is the biggest game for uh, Mike News coaching career uh, to get into a MAC championship game that he's talked about you know, since he got the job uh, and now he's in his fifth season. He's had very disappointing seasons, never had a winning season. So this will be the first year that he has a winning season um, or, or a season of 500. I mean, he hasn't even had that. So uh, that's already guaranteed they're going to do that. But to get into a conference championship game, I think this team can. I think Drew Plitt's playing some phenomenal football right now. Uh, he started out the season. We They started out, and the offense started out pretty rough. They since figured it out. Caleb Huntley is a beast of a running back. I don't know if they'll have him for Saturday or not yet. I know he's been hurt. Uh, so he will be out, but they found ways to win without him. I think the win against Central Michigan, 45-20 to 20 last weekend, was so huge for the Cardinals and their, um, and their confidence. I mean, you go in and you beat Toledo by three, and the next week you go up to Central Michigan and blow out uh, the Chippewas, who – normally in football are pretty, pretty good. I mean, they, they rallied against us last year. I was at the game last year at Ball State where Ball State was up 44 to 26 or something at one point in the game in the second half. And um, Central Michigan came back and won by one. So I think that that was kind of in their mind during, during that game as well. Uh, They'll play Western Michigan, a team they lost to last year. Um, and I don't, I don't even think the game was that close last year, if memory serves. Um, but, yeah, Western Michigan is a really good team. They have graduated a couple of people from last year. They lost to Eastern Michigan last week. Uh, yeah, so last year was a four-point loss. So not as bad as I thought, but a four-point loss. 
for Ball State, and, and that was kind of in their spiral. I mean, last season, Ball State was, at one point in the season, you were 4-3 and three with losses to NC State, Florida Atlantic, and, and IU. Very, I mean, uh, we, Ball State and Cardinals fans were really excited about this team, and then they fell off the, the wagon and only won one game the rest of the season. Um, and all the, I mean, all the rest of their games were close. They got blown out by Ohio at home. They got it was a four point loss to Western Michigan, a one point loss to Central, and a three point loss to Kent State. So, uh, you know, the, the wheels kind of fell off the bus there, but um, you were in position to do it. And this year, the wheels haven't fell off the bus. I think, you know, this year for a Ball State team, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent about Ball State, but um, ha- not having that non conference season, I think, helped this team, honestly. Yes, playing a team like IU or NC State is good. It, it gets you good competition levels. But going right into conference play, knowing exactly what you're getting, I think helped this team out uh, significantly this season. Uh, moving on here to, to some other college football games. Um, Alabama plays Arkansas, I believe. Yep. Uh, Georgia, Missouri. Um, this weekend. So uh, Wisconsin goes and plays Iowa this weekend. That's a kind of a big game for Wisconsin to kind of uh, finish, you know, with their head above water this season. Florida uh, hosts LSU on Saturday as well. So I'm excited for, for Ball State and IU. Uh, you know, Ball State this weekend, obviously, and then IU, the bowl game coming up uh, later in later on uh, early next year. But I'm excited uh, for, for this Ball State game on Saturday. I think it'll be fun um, to watch. So, yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, we'll move on to some NFL uh, conversation. I wanted to get in – before we do that, though, I, I wanted to get in. I, I've kind of uh, – I was going to do this with Sam, and I, I really wish he was here for this segment. But um, it's kind of a not, – it's not going to be an every week segment, but it's kind of a, a thing I wanted to do. There was some pretty crazy news stories this week, both in the world of sports – and just in regular news. And one of them was, so uh, Miles Garrett, defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, was nominated by the Browns for Walter Payton Man of the Year. So the Walter Payton Man of the Year um, is a player who, you know, is involved in the community, really good leader on and off the field, um, you know, kind of does all the right things for the team. Um, and it, there's a player from each team that gets nominated uh, and put in, and then uh, I don't know who votes on. It. I don't know if it's the AP that that votes on it or or what or whatnot. But um, they vote on it. They get it narrowed down to three, and then at the NFL Honors the night before the Super Bowl, they um, award the Walter Payton Man of the Year. So Miles Garrett was named the Walter Payton Man of the Year for the Browns. Now, if you could think back to what was that? Last, yeah, it was last year. Browns Steelers. Miles Garrett, Sachs, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, they kind of start going at it. And then Miles Garrett rips Mason Rudolph's helmet off and whacks him on the head a few times with the helmet. Now, I don't know what Miles Garrett is like unless he just had some, as my brother liked to put it, unless he just had some roid rage. I don't, I don't know. You know, maybe he's a totally different man off the field. But I could not see a year – you know, 
five, six, seven years down the road, maybe, but a year after that happened, I mean, he got suspended uh, in for the you know for the rest of the season. You know, it wasn't like it was a one-game suspension. No, it was a, the entire season. I don't get it. I don't get it. Let's uh, the Browns. Here's what uh, the Browns had to say. Uh, about Miles Garrett, quote, we are incredibly, incredibly proud of Miles and his strong passion for our team and community, which makes him truly deserving of our Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. That was D and Jimmy Haslam. That's what uh, they said. And they continue to say Miles is a phenomenal player and person who is consistently working to improve on the field with a team first mindset while also identifying ways to improve the lives of other people, including through his education, th- dedication through water boys and important social justice efforts in quote team first mindset. I don't think he had a team first mindset when he ripped Mason Rudolph's head off and they got himself suspended for the rest of the season. I, I don't get it. I think the Browns could have picked a better person for their Walter Payton man of the year nomination. I don't, I mean, again, I don't know miles Garrett. Maybe he's just really good off the field. I doubt it, though. I think they could have picked a, a better player. The other story, the Big Ten changed the rules to accommodate Ohio State. I'm kind of, I was really upset about that midweek. I'm kind of over that now. And th- this is this is a crazy – this is the craziest story to me. I saw this right before I went on to record. This is reported on by the U.S. Sun, which is a uh, U.K. news company. This is, the, this is the headline. Let's read you the headline. Bin Laden's right-hand man back walking the streets of Britain after being released from U.S. prison because he's too fat. Yes, you, you heard that correct. Adele Abdel Barry, 60 years old, who plotted bombings, killings of more than 200 people, was released by a U.S prison in New Jersey for being a high risk COVID, I don't know, high risk COVID um, contractor. If he gets it, he could die. I, I, I this, this is probably, this would probably be what I picked for the craziest news story of the week. It was released because they thought he, you know, if he got COVID, he would die, which, okay, that I don't, understand what the issue would be you know if he did um he 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 was released he, he went back to you the uk for whatever reason but um he he fled for fled egypt for britain in 1991 and in 1998 two al-qaeda truck bombs killed in Tanzania and he was behind that so that's probably the craziest story for me this week is seeing a legitimate terrorist released back into the public but hey it is 2020 after all um and I guess we just got to be expecting the unexpected so I'm gonna put that up on our Twitter page where you can vote on it the craziest story of the week Miles Garrett named the Walter Payton Man of the Year for the Browns. The Big Ten changing the rules to accommodate Ohio State and not let Indiana into the Big Ten championship game. Or Osama bin Laden's right-hand man was released from prison. Those stories are just 
just crazy to me. It's, it's, it's crazy. Let's get into some NFL games that'll make me feel a little bit better. Um, put me in a little bit better mood. Rams last night, Thursday night football, Rams 24, Patriots three, that game, the Rams are good, and, and they're, they're scary good, in my opinion. I mean, you look at, at the last couple of games from them, they have been absolutely dominant. And they're kind of that team that I don't think a whole lot of people are really thinking about when it comes to playoff runs and Super Bowl pushes. But they have looked really impressive this season. And, yeah, two, three weeks ago they lost to the 49ers. But – you know, since then, they, they beat the, the Cardinals by 10 and blew out the Patriots. They've beaten the Seahawks once already this season. And the, the remaining schedule are Jets, Seahawks, and Cardinals. If they could win out, they go 12-4, and four, and they're looking really good. And this NFC West is, is kind of went from going to be a really close coming down to Week 17 type of, of division. It very well could. But it's kind of looking, honestly, right now, I mean, after watching the Seahawks play last weekend and getting uh, beat by the Giants, it's, it's kind of looking like it's the Rams' division right now. At 9-4, and four, they, they lead the division. The Seahawks are at 8-4. and four, The Cardinals are at 6-6. Six and six. And I, if the Cardinals lose this weekend, they're, they're essentially out. Um, and, and I don't they, – they're not out. They're not going to be eliminated. But um, I would essentially write the Cardinals off as yet another disappointing season for them. But I think the Rams here, they're kind of my, my second-half sleeper team. If I had to pick a team uh, that I like to, to compete for the NFC Championship game, I think it's the Rams. I think they're playing really, really good football right now. They still have a chance to go up and get that second seed in the NFC behind uh, the Saints. I mean, obviously they have a chance to get the first seed, but uh, the Saints kind of look to be up there as well. Uh, the Packers, yeah, they're there at 9-3. and three. They got a big game against the Lions this weekend, and normally at this point in the season, you would say, "Well, it's the Lions, right?" I mean, they're, you know, they's four and seven, right, or, or something like that, uh, five and seven. The Lions, if they lose, are eliminated from the playoffs. If they win, they keep their their playoff hopes alive. So it's a big game for the Lions. Obviously, last week they won because they fired their coach the week before. Do, do they have enough momentum though? to actually get it done I don't think so I think the Packers win in that game I think it's just going to be you know just simply the Packers are just the better team in that one uh Colts Raiders this weekend I think is going to be a phenomenal game the Colts go out to, to Vegas after Vegas um they've made two east coast trips uh, and they, they escaped the Jets big one for the Colts big game for the Colts I think you know just the way that we've played as of late, um, getting blown out by the Titans, barely getting it done against the Texans, I think you just – you have to go in there and beat the Raiders because this is a big game for wildcard implications. We talk about it every week. The Colts and the Raiders for that wildcard spot, are, it's going to be there. Yeah, that that um, competition and then that uh, kind of race to the finish is going to be there. Big one for the Colts. They got to get it done against the Raiders. And the Raiders this season, I mean, they play and in, in, in from what I've seen, they're just they're just a well-disciplined team. And I'm not really surprised by that under John Gruden. They're just a team that that goes in and and, and it seems like for the most part they get the job done. Now they've obviously had some disappointing losses, but it's kind of scary. You know, as a Colts fan, I am kind of scared about this game because 
you know, you go into Vegas after Vegas has been on the road for two straight weeks um, and you've been, you know, you, you host the Titans and went to the Texans, but just making that West Coast road trip just always makes me nervous um, for the Colts. I don't know what it is, but this game has me nervous. And, and I just, I don't know if the Colts could win this game. I honestly don't. Um, it's kind of a toss up. I don't know what the line is. I think it's, it's, it's gotta be close to, to a pick them, but this is a game that both teams need to win. It's four Oh four Oh five kick in Vegas. Um, the line right now has the Colts as road favorites, three point road favorites. And that's probably they're, they're getting some of that because the Raiders had to win on a hail Mary against the jets. That's where that's coming from. So, I mean, Raiders win. Both teams are at eight and five. But the Colts, I, if, if the Colts lose, I, I, I don't know if they get into the playoffs. They, they probably will just because of the, the standings and the way they are right now. But got to have this one against the Raiders. It is, it is very, very important. Um, a couple of other games this weekend. Uh, that I'm kind of looking at Kansas City and Miami. I think I think Casey's due for another loss. Um, two is starting, I believe. In Miami, I think I, I do think the Dolphins win um, in this one. It's not. It, it's one of my locks of the week. I take the I take the um, I take the Dolphins and in, in the seven points that they're getting at home. Uh, just a home dog at seven, I just can't turn down. Uh, but you look at, at what the, the Dolphins have done. They they messed up against the Broncos and lost, yes. But if you take out that, they've won seven of their last eight. Seven of the last eight after starting the season, you know, 0-2. Oh one and, you know, really one and three uh, after the loss of the Seahawks in week four. So, I think, I think the Dolphins have what it takes to 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 beat the Chiefs, and I think this is a Chiefs team, and and the Chiefs don't like to cover, anyways, and that's kind of why they're my lock of the week. But the Chiefs at eleven to one, and yes, they are really really good, but everybody's weaknesses get exposed, and I think they do against the Dolphins. If the Chiefs win, it'll be close; they'll win on a field goal or something like that. But the Chiefs uh, at Dolphins at Saints, it's it's a tough schedule here for the Chiefs. Uh, tough sledding here these next couple of weeks. Um, but the Chiefs, they're still a team that, that I think can make and probably will win the Super Bowl uh, this year. I'm not, I'm not saying they will, but they're, they're, they're looking like that kind of team at this point in the season where you look at it and say, yeah, this is a team that could do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, th- I, like, I like Miami this weekend. I, I think, I think it, it, it's uh, – it's, it's going to be a good time for, for two and company down there in, in Miami. Um, we already mentioned Detroit and Green Bay. Um, Green Bay needs a win. Um, Philadelphia is going to start Justin Fields in New, uh, hosting New Orleans. This game will be close. I think Justin Fields will make the game a little bit more interesting in terms of, in terms of offense. For Philadelphia, it might provide a little bit more offensive firepower. But I think the Saints get it done there. Um, in this game, let's just go to my locks of the week. Sam left me his locks of the week um, for me. Uh, he's taking the Texans 
uh, and uh, laying the two points against the Bears in Chicago. Um, not really sure I like that pick. I kind of like the Bears. Yeah, they've sucked. But, you know, blind, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Um, and then he's taking the football team, and, the, and uh, he's getting three and a half points in San Fran against the 49ers. I do like that pick. I think the NFC East is going to, you know, they're going to kind of flex their muscles here these next couple of weeks, win one or two, and then lose the rest and finish eight and eight. That's what happens with the NFC East. That's what always happens, honestly. So, um, yeah, I, I do like the, the Sam's pick there, Washington football team plus three and a half at the 49ers. Uh, by the way, standing, Sam's at 15 and 11. He won both of his picks last week. Uh, the Colts minus three and a half and the Jags plus 10 and a half. I'm at 14 and 12. I had the under Browns tight. That did not hit. I think that was busted in the first half. Uh, and then I won Bills plus one at 49ers. The Bills went in there and absolutely dominated the 49ers. Um, and then for my picks this week, I'm going Dolphins plus seven. I can't say that I mentioned it earlier. I like that game. And then this was kind of uh, kind of a no-brainer for me, honestly. I bet on the Bills last week. I'll bet against them this week. Steelers plus one and a half in Buffalo, yes. But the Steelers are an underdog because they lost to the Washington football team, yes. Is it sound the fire alarms for Pittsburgh? No. I think the Steelers win this one. It's going to be a bounce back game. They had in, in, you know, from listening to other sports, you know, radio shows and whatnot uh, and hearing, you know, for those former players who, who are on those shows, teams that, that lose, you know, when you, when you, when you haven't lost a game, coaches don't have, you know, there's not, they're trying to find stuff to get better on. Now that you've lost a game, you know, where that weaknesses are going to get better at that. I think the Steelers win in, in Buffalo. Um, as road dogs, Steelers, Steelers had a, as a dog, just overall, I like, um, and I think they get it done. No problem. If the, I mean, this is a big game for the bills too, because if they could win this one, they're going to kind of rise to the, to the top, um, in terms of the AFC, uh, when you talk about playoffs. So that's going to kind of wrap up the episode again, uh, locks for this week for me, Dolphins plus seven in Kansas city. Steelers plus one and a half in Buffalo this weekend. I think uh, it's going to be a great NFL weekend, great college football weekend. Thanks for joining me as usual. Uh, we know it's kind of a different episode, Sam, obviously not being able to join us, but Hey, we press on and uh, we just keep on, keep on grinding. We'll come back Monday. Sam should be back on Monday, Monday mayhem coming at you. Um, Monday afternoon. We'll wrap up the weekend of the NFL, uh, get you set for some conference championship games in college football. Uh, hopefully we're talking about Ball State playing for one next week um, and how COVID could impact that um, in terms of, you know, if Ohio State has players test positive, Northwestern has players test positive, how will the Big Ten answer that? I'm sure if Northwestern has cases, they will hand the Big Ten title to Ohio State. If Ohio State has cases, they will postpone the game. Book it right now. I say it on Friday, December 11th. Book it right now. Northwestern has cases, they hand the trophy to Ohio State. Ohio State has cases, they postpone the game. I'm calling it right now. Set it right here. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Monday.